this time on Matters. Charity. My trip to Peru. Coconut Dracula. All this and more on this exciting episode of <laughs> Matters. His name is Matt. His name is Matt. And that's all that matters. Yeah. Welcome to Matters, where two guys named Matt talk about what matters to you. I am Matt Noss with me at the table, my best friend in the whole wide world. Well, it's Matt Rose. Matt, I, you know what? I'm just, the listeners are going to have to deal with this. I am going to move this mic. There <laughs> so it that is. I can talk to you because I am, I am currently using the mic stand that Jen Hansen usually uses. And is yeah. this also what Jenny uses? Yeah, Jenny uses that as well. Okay. And yeah, I I just I had to I had to do it. I had to move it so I could actually look at you. There he is. Because I am just not used to looking like away and like looking Stop at the wall the instead distance. of talking to you. It's that's not what this show's about, man. Just listen to my voice, Matt. Listen to the just let my voice guide you. Um, um yeah. <laughs> start the reactor. <laughs> <laughs> Open your mind. I know that if um, it was easy to search the audio of all 200 some odd episodes that we've done, mm-hmm. we have done <laughs> Start have the Reactor and Quado and Open Your Mind like at least 20 times. Easily. Easily, easily 20 times. Because yeah. we have, God, how many episodes? 233, yeah, 234 it's episodes? A lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Uh, undoubtedly, we have made a quado joke at least once every 10 episodes. Oh. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a pretty fair. <laughs> I think it is a pretty fair average and, and when you factor in transmissions, oh, that oh, number that number uh, goes down a bit. <laughs> so, Considering how many fucking times we've made quado jokes there, man, it's Oh, you can't help yourself like you a good quado joke to me is just I have made several dark side guesses that have had quado in them. <laughs> So today for uh, work, and once again, my thoughts are my own, we went to the Michigan, the Eastern Michigan Food Bank in oh, Flint. Oh, cool. And um, my team showed up ready to fucking play. Oh, good. Like, I did, it was because uh, the food bank gets loose groceries, they get mm-hmm. government groceries, they get all types of things, but they were making Christmas boxes today, or Christmas oh, food boxes. Oh, awesome. I used to love packing Christmas boxes. And um, so it was like... Each box gets 35 items, mm-hmm. and it really is like a conveyor belt, but it's not. It's the rolly type. Usually, mm-hmm. if you've worked retail and you've been in the back when they're unloading a truck, mm-hmm. it's one of those things. Yeah. And I was at the end, and we were taping and loading the pallets. Mm. We And it was 24 boxes of pallets, 24 boxes on one pallet. Yes, I get it. And we did nine pallets. Oh, wow. That's quite a bit. Hour, we were crushing it. We were on fire. Yeah. It was crazy because it was like, we're all contact centers. So it's all like process people. And everybody mm-hmm. just was like, this isn't working. Okay, here we go. And it was like literally by the time that we finished, they were like, the people there were just like, holy yeah, shit. Yeah, they're like, can you? Can you do it one more time so we can see what you did and then like write that down as the new process? Because what would happen when the line would start, like they would, so we had like four people making boxes because you have to create and staple the boxes Mm -hmm. and then you bring it down the line and you load the boxes. So at the beginning, 
they were loading the boxes and we were recounting. And then the beginning of the line was like, well, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. How many pieces should be in the box by the time it gets to you? Mm-hmm. And it's like, it should be 10 by the time it gets to me. What about when it gets to me? It should be 20. Mm-hmm. So then it was just like all these spot checks as it went down the line. And then it was just like, okay, cool. And then it's 30 by the time it gets here. Mm-hmm. And then the last five were right before us. And it was just like, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And it felt really good because we were all like, we wanted 10 so bad. Mm-hmm. But they stopped us because we would have ripped 10. <laughs> <laughs> we were like ready to go. The people there were like, it's just going to be a slow Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And we came in and I was like, first pallet's ready to go. And they wouldn't let us take the pallets because it goes to the wrapping machine. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't care. Whatever. So they do the first one. And then they're like, I'm like, we got another one. And then they were like, what? Oh, sorry, what? Exactly. <laughs> they were like, oh, oh, wow. Okay. You guys are serious. Yeah. Like whenever I have got, like when I, when we went to the Capuchin, when we went to uh, alternatives for girls i have always just been like nope this is wrong and then then, like found a much better way to do it and like i'm not a process back expert i'm i you know i'm not some six sigma person but i have worked enough menial jobs and been like nope this is wrong this is how it should be done um i God, when we were at Capuchin, we were we were restocking their like little grocery store, like their pantry. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Pa- pantry is probably a better way to say it. And I was just everybody was going back and getting their own stuff, and I was like, no, no, we should have people running. Tom, David, um, God, who else was there? Rick, you guys stay here. I'm gonna have him and him go back. And every time they go back there and bring something, we're going to tell them something else we need. And we're going to just keep it going. And we were rocking that shit. And it was awesome because if anything should be made as efficient as possible, it is a charity. Yeah. Because they are running on fumes. Exactly. And the more efficient we can make it, the more that we can make sure that they are using every last penny that they can and food is my favorite charity Mm -hmm. like i'm of all of my of all the not like i'm some huge philanthropist and at the same time philanthropy is like a desire of my wife's like she wants to make sure that we're giving and i agree completely Mm -hmm. but she's like no way i want to make sure that and i'm like do you want your name on a statue like what do you (laughs) like on the wing of a building she's like no but no she but no but no that's so (laughs) Philanthropy is... This is something that you don't get because you weren't raised Catholic, man. <laughs> I totally made a McMurray face when I when I said that. Uh, but um, no, that's like... I, I get what she means, though, because I understand that for a lot of people, charitable works are a driving motivator. For me, if I had a choice... And everybody got paid exactly the same. That's all I do is charity because who doesn't feel better right. after helping people at the end of the day? You know, whether it was 
helping someone push their car into a parking lot after it stalled, whether it's, you know, packing bags like you did today or whether it's donating platelets like like I'm doing on Friday. Right. You know, helping other people makes people feel better about themselves and better about other people. I get it. That is one thing that, you know, Catholic faith is supposed to reinforce right. in people is that good works are one of the ways that you show that that you believe yeah that no. you are you know that you are a follower yes um and you know i was a pretty observant catholic for 35 years you know i i definitely get that not to, not to say that that is the sole reason and not no, just because it, catherine's a good person I mean, no, I don't. and, and, and <laughs> believe me I, I didn't take it like that and i know that absolutely is because she it is very important to the core of her as a person mm-hmm. that she wants to do same for you like it's very important but i also understand like that is part of catholic teaching is very much mm-hmm. like if you've been cha- works. if Good you've works. been saved and you've been changed then by that action you would want to be giving back and being yes charitable. that is that is one of the ways that you prove that you are yeah right or no, I don't want to say prove, prove is yeah, prove no. is is not the right way because it's in your heart like it, yeah, it should so, just be in your heart to be yeah generous. so um so when you see evangelical people think you know Baptist or or non denominational evangelical and stuff and they usually I don't want to say scorn Catholics but they they usually have things well, they, to say about Catholics right but and it's always the same thing it's always you're saying it's works that get you into heaven. It's always like that. But that is a complete misinterpretation. Which, at this point, as somebody who was raised Protestant, Mm -hmm. but married a Catholic and has been around more Catholics than most, Mm -hmm. I mean, some people smell a Catholic and they're like, oh, you stinky Catholic. Get him! (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Protestant Orange Party. (laughs) Just socks with oranges. Monsters. Lutherans are monsters. And then they staple ninety eight theses on you, um, but yeah, like that—that that was always the thing where it's just like, you pray to Mary, you you pray to fucking Saint Patrick, you're monsters. <laughs> but now, now hopefully you get that. Yeah, that's that's, that's not, not what's case. going on. That is. Um, but like, I mean, to take it outside of a religion, even though this is religion adjacent. Even the Dave Ramsey stuff mm-hmm. is like of the seven baby steps. The seventh baby step is save a bunch of money and give a bunch of it away. Yeah, there is there is a cathartic moment when you are able to do that, and when you're able to change somebody's life with a charitable act, mm-hmm. it is a good thing. Yeah. And I like food in general because I feel like with food insecurity, especially in our state. Mm-hmm. It seems impossible to me that we have food insecurity with how much food there is. But how much food gets wasted and how much food gets wasted. But there it is. I mean, it it exists. It is real. And it is sickening. Mm -hmm. And it's like I I haven't missed a meal in a long time, Mm -hmm. you know, because I couldn't afford a a meal. Mm -hmm. In fact, probably never have missed a meal because I couldn't afford a meal. Mm -hmm. Afford something, you know, probably haven't eaten the best, but. I give me some macaroni, tomato soup, and some cheddar cheese, and you have. Well, I, I remember when we did that in college, and it was like, I'm gonna make mac and cheese, and I was like, oh, okay, I'll get the box of craft, and you're like, no, 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 that's not how I roll. <laughs> Catherine thinks my mac and cheese is the most disgusting thing. 
<laughs> on earth. Is she because, uh, dear listener, I don't make macaroni and cheese. I really make tomato noodle soup yeah. with cheese. Yeah, a that's lot of cheese. That's what I'm making. It is. I grew so up. so. What does she not like about it? I have to the know. The tomato soup. She thinks oh. the tomato soup is a bridge too far. Okay. All right. She I get th- it. I get it. I get it. But she doesn't like grilled cheese in tomato soup. Tomato oh. soup is not a soup in her repertoire. She's like, it's watery ketchup. I don't like it. It's gross. She's yeah, and I love a good tomato soup. Okay, dear listener, my mouth was a gate. <laughs> oh, you look like <laughs> someone had accosted you. I, I look like there was a ghost behind you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is that is an interesting thing to know about Catherine. I did not know that she does not like tomato soup. Holy smoke. Um, well then that that explains why she does not like your mac and cheese. Yeah. So, Maybe if you baked it, I don't. It's never. Don't, it's it, never going to happen. Um, here's the heartbreaker. Yes, Rosemary didn't like the texture of noodles. Uh oh. So I'm like, I'm going to get this kid to eat my mac and cheese. She's no, no, fucking no, love it. She's going to think no. it's the best thing on earth. No, she probably threw up. Oh, she spit it out of her mouth. <laughs> and I will tell you that I have been hurt <laughs> in my life. <laughs> But this hurt was devastating. <laughs> Try to remember, just a, 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 a itty bitty. You know, she did not mean offense. Oh, she no, not at all. She she didn't even know. Like she doesn't know these stories. She yeah, I mean, when I when I when I tried to tell her uh, about like personal stuff about me, she just walked away. Where it was <laughs> like, no, it's no, I, that's that's cool. That's cool, Rosemary. I have to keep asking her who I am. <laughs> So that I know she knows who I am. I'm like, I have to ask her so I know myself. I'm like, who's Dada? Yeah. And then she'll point at me and I'll be like, correct. That and is good. Dada is here. <laughs> well, that's uh, where it was, Catherine's traveling for work right now. Mm-hmm. And it, it's very difficult at this time. Like mm-hmm. right now is probably the most difficult because Rosemary is a lot more aware Yes, a lot more independent than she was before. Very, but. In, very independent, and at the same time, very much like Mama focused. Yeah. So, Dada is here and taking care of her, and it was like out of my way, well, yeah. old man. You <laughs> cis, you cisgendered piece of shit. <laughs> the fuck out of here. I want another woman. <laughs> I want another lady in here. Girl powered. But I've been here the whole time and and so and and so were the wet nurses of history. (laughs) Okay, well that's really cold. Yeah. What have you done for me now? Well, I just fed you and I've literally just changed your diaper. And she's learned no, which is delightful. Oh, well, yeah, she's almost two. So, yeah, yeah get ready for a lot of no, man. Well, and the, and the <laughs> thing that makes it tough is like, all right, you, I mean, it's it's all part of it, but it's my first time through. So it's like, I don't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. And even if you told me what to expect, even if a parent were to come in and be like, you're fine, everything's normal. Mm-hmm. 
it doesn't change the fact that this is my first time through it. Right. And it's my daughter, mm-hmm. not your kid or an imagination or an imaginary situation. Mm-hmm. So she can talk, but she doesn't talk. Mm-hmm. But she'll be like, like last night she was up at 3 a.m. Oh, cool. Inconsolable. Mm-hmm. And just pointing her hand out of the room. Like, <laughs> out of the room. So I take her out of the room, pointing her hand towards the kitchen. All right, I'll walk to the kitchen. And then it'll be like, okay, what do you need? Crying, 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 crying. Do, what do, do you, you need? need? <laughs> then it becomes, do you need water? No. Do you need to go downstairs? No. Okay, well, do we're you, we're narrowing it down uh, then very do, slowly. Do you want milk? No. But then there's the part that's like, I forgot the other word is a real oh. thing. Like, Oh, yeah. So then yeah. it's like 10 minutes of crying and anger later. Do you want some milk? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but then it's like 4 o'clock in the morning. And I'm just like, you, you, you've got to go to You've got to go to bed, kid. You've got to go to bed. And she's like, ugh. I'm like, you want to come to bed with dad, huh? Yes. All right. So now she's sleeping on me, and now I'm up with my baby on me. Right. (laughs) I finally fall asleep. Then it's 5.15. She's back up. I'm like, come on. Come on. What do you need? You might not need sleep, I. Sleep. You, yeah. <laughs> you might be able to nap all day tomorrow. Dada does not have that option. <laughs> it's it's just all part. It's all part of it. It's very uh-huh. interesting. It, it honestly it is fascinating mm-hmm. to be like this is how it works. This is how you figure everything out. Like it's yep. easier to say no than it is to say yes. Like it's easier to be like uh I'm unhappy. Mm-hmm. You know, like the things that make kids happy are like crack cocaine, you know? <laughs> you know, it's just like, it just hits, it's that rat hitting the trigger to get more cocaine. <laughs> it's like, uh, that's all I want. But it's funny because then it'll be like, oh, that doesn't work anymore. That lever doesn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. Like we played Post Malone's song Circles mm-hmm. for probably three weeks straight. It was like the only song I heard was Circles by Post Malone. Why? Because she liked it? Loved it. Oh, loved wow. it. And now it's like, no. <laughs> oh. It, oh, okay. It comes on and it's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. She reached her saturation point. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. She, she's now post, post Malone. <laughs> <laughs> Maddie. Yeah. You traveled, buddy. I did. I traveled all over the world. Been around the world and I, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I went to Peru and I visited my girlfriend and that but, but, was... <laughs> use, use the word girlfriend. I, I had not heard you say that out loud. Yes. Yet. Yes, I did. I visited my girlfriend and it was great. I got to go to Lima, Peru and have... Not a native of Lima, but um, a person native to the continent take me around. It was really cool. Uh, The first day that I got there, she had to work. So 
I just walked around. Uh, she lives in a really cool area in Lima um, that is right off of a big park, but not a park like when you think of a par- like a tiny little park. This is a park that is like miles long and stuff. I mean, you know, not not Belle Isle or Central Park or something like that, but still pretty big. And since she is so close to the ocean and the way that Lima is kind of situated, it's on cliffs. <laughs> so it is, I don't want to say like a hundred feet in the air minimum, but it's like a uh, hundred feet or, or more in the air. So you can look down and see the ocean I did not know that, and I used to hear her talking about like going out in the ocean, how close she was to the ocean. And I was like, "Well, I mean, now I have to worry about like fucking tsunamis coming to get you or something." And she was like, "Oh no, I don't have to worry about that." And I was like, "Well, but no, what if there's an earthquake? You'll know when you get here." <laughs> so then, like you know, I I looked down and it was, "Oh, well, now I feel like a fool," <laughs> unless an asteroid hit right out of, you know, like right down the street, she would not have to worry about a tsunami. No one in that neighborhood would. So I was, I was walking around the park and it was just so cool to see how active a lot of people are in Lima where there was always somebody running riding a bike i saw two girls rollerblading but they obviously didn't know how to rollerblade (laughs) and they didn't know how to stop and i got really worried for their safety (laughs) but there like in this park there was people like learning how to like walk a tightrope and uh do you know what the society for creative anachronism is no basically people sword fighting with homemade swords that are like wrapped in duct tape and stuff (laughs) uh where you just basically beat the shit out of each other with these like padded swords and i saw people doing that in the park and i was like oh my god crazy uh you know and i mean they're they're learning how to sword fight but also hitting each other (laughs) uh but it was it was just it was it was cool to see how active everybody was uh but she came home around lunch and we went to a place around the corner from her. And that was the first time that I ever had ceviche. Oh. Lima is known for yes. their ceviche. And yes, yes, yes. for good reason. Uh, if you do not know what ceviche is, it is fish that is cured in a very acidic lemon juice. Lemon and lime. It is very tender. Yes. And depending on the fish... Uh, quite delicious and if you have a really good ceviche the sauce is not overpowering you know you want you want to have all the the flavors and so when i was there we got to go to a world famous ceviche place and it was good i liked it there's a reason it's world famous yeah good good food oh my god uh, I love ceviche so much. Yeah, then then you'd probably like Lima, man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the food while I was there was just bonkers. Uh you saw the I I I yeah, you on Instagram I was I was posting a lot of pictures of the food. 
and also of the booze because after you know after certain you know i had to sleep and yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and all that because i was tired from like a day of it's a long travel. flight right well the flight itself isn't the long part like you can get a direct flight from detroit it's just really expensive and i was trying to do this on the cheap so you can go on jeez i think it's kayak and you can find cheap flights it's just you have to know what days to fly mm. like for international travel absolutely and tuesdays are usually thursdays thursdays and thursdays and fridays for international travel uh departing and arriving uh were, were the ones that we found but i actually found a really cheap one on a tuesday so you're you're right there uh but th- but like when you see the on kayak there's like a little graph uh, and as you drag along the calendar, like you can see the prices go up and down. It's it's pretty cool. But I found a flight to Lima for four hundred and thirty three dollars. That is a round trip ticket. Whoa. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? If it takes seventeen hours for me to get there, I'm cool with that. And then I did seventeen hours, and it was like. I'm not as cool Ooh, as I thought I was. Yeah, that was that was a a day, and the the part that made it most difficult was on the way to the airport. I realized my phone wasn't charging; it was plugged in, not charging. Shit! <laughs> so i I texted my girlfriend and I said, "Hey." My phone isn't charging. I need to turn my phone off now. Thank God I decided to bring my iPad <laughs> because I FaceTimed her when I got to my hotel. And I was like, hey, I don't know what is happening with my phone. I'm really sorry. You know, I, I know that that is the last thing you wanted to hear <laughs> the night before I am heading to to come see you is that I, uh, you know, I'm no longer going to be able to communicate with you. Uh, so the next day when I get to Fort Lauderdale, got oh, a taxi. Oh, armpit. Oh, best. it was great. I almost died on the way to the Best Buy. Uh, but I, I had a taxi driver take me to the Best Buy, and he actually waited for me, which was really cool. I feel bad that I didn't tip him more than I tipped him. But that trip cost about a hundred bucks so i wasn't that sad uh and they didn't have the phone that i wanted which was irritating to me but i just uh, you know i got a galaxy s9 and i was like "Mm, well it'll do for the time being and i used to get uh samsung phones and i used to really like them and i used that phone for about an hour and i was like i fucking hate this phone (laughs) but it will it, see me through. It will see me through. To be fair, to be fair, it took really good pictures. Well, that's nice. Yeah, like uh, the pictures on Instagram looked great. So it wasn't too it wasn't too sad about the pictures that it took, and it had face unlock, which was really cool. I used face unlock and then finger unlock and then the pin as the backup. So my phone was pretty pretty secure. It was cool. 
but that really sucked and that put me back that whole thing put me back like 800 bucks so that was that was not something that i needed while i was going to go on an international trip no but anyway walking through the park um I practiced my no gracias, no gracias when people came up to me, tried to sell me stuff. And I because got because they were like, ah, dollar signs. Well, there, I mean, anybody in the park is dollar signs to them. I got to like walk down these steps. So there were like these two kind of mountains that came to this valley, and there was a cobblestone road going up the valley. And so I walked down the steps of the one, walked up the steps to the other, and there were these surfers. And the one guy looks at me and he goes, hey, dude, tattoo, you come, you come surf with us. And I was like, Haha, nope. And I kept walking <laughs> because I would die. Um, the surf there is legit, right? Like, it's oh, crazy. Abso- absolutely. Uh, the, the pictures that I was taking, there were probably 50 people surfing. When I think of the kind of waves you can surf on in the Great Lakes, that's dangerous water because the whole thing is choppy as fuck. You yes. don't just get waves coming in no, Michigan, like that. The Great Lakes Siege. Mm-hmm. It's basically like having a wash tub and shaking yes, a wash tub. Yes, exactly. That's why people drown very easily. Whereas when you're actually in the ocean. Yeah, when you're on the Pacific or Atlantic or wherever, it's just like a wave rolling in. The weather the water is pretty still except for that wave rolling in. And so that's why people can surf or people can swim or people can just sit on the beach and a wave will like lap in. Great Lakes, that doesn't happen. Mm-mm. You get a 20-foot wave, Edmund Fitzgerald goes down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got to walk down to the ocean. I got to smell the ocean. I wasn't going to take my socks off or anything and, and like walk in it just because, you know, I, I didn't want to do, do that. that. <laughs> yeah, I, buddy, I get you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it was cool to like walk around, take a lot of pictures. Uh, and then she came home and we went out for dinner and I got, uh, I think I got my first peek Pisco Sour that night? Yeah, so tell me about these Pisco Sour. Oh, man. So Pisco Sour, that is the like Peruvian drink, yes. Uh, where Pisco is the the liquor of Peru. Don't say that to a Chilean because they'll claim it's theirs. The the two have like a thing about it. Whatever, I don't care. You guys figure it out. Let's just all agree Pisco is delicious. Uh, but it, yeah, it's a, it's a liquor. God, I think it's made... Honestly, I think it's made from like olives or something. I don't know. I, I didn't I didn't look into it. But with a pisco sour, it is pisco, lemon juice, simple syrup, and egg white. So you've got the like beaten egg white on top and then the like pisco sour part in the bottom. And then they put a few Agostino bitters on top. I could drink that till the day I died. <laughs> <laughs> it is so good. And I, so I drank the first one and uh, my girlfriend said like, hey, hey, dude, you know, you get one more and then you're cut off. And I, I, I like laughed. and I was like, no, I drink. I drink like whiskey neat, man. This is this isn't going to put me under. And I had two, and I was still like, I could, I could have, you know, told you the alphabet backward. I was fine, but I did not push it, 
and I did not have a third that night. It was just, you know, okay, well, let's let's go home. And so uh, the next day after my, like, day off, I actually went into the... Uh, I hope immigration isn't listening. I went into the office in, in Peru the next day. Uh, my girlfriend drove me to work, which was really cool. Because let me tell you something about drivers in Peru. They are crazy. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> when I was in an Uber with my girlfriend and we were, God, I don't even remember where we were heading. She and the driver were laughing because every time a car almost hit us, I was like, and he was laughing and like he he said something to her in Spanish, like he's never from around. Yeah, he's he's definitely not from around here. And she's like, no, he's from Detroit. And he's like, oh, well, that explains all the all the shrieking in the (laughs) backseat. Small side note, the Philippines. Mm-hmm. Exact same thing. Oh yeah, where it just you feels have no like no idea how everyone isn't dead. <laughs> and then there's also, and I don't know how Peru is, hundreds of bikes, hundreds of bikes, motorcycles. Yeah, where well, and also just pedestrians walking into traffic. So much beeping, so Gosh. much yelling out the window. Chaos, chaos, absolute chaos. Anyway. Um, going to the office in Peru was really cool, but there was something so weird. And I feel that I have to talk about it. There was a woman that worked in the office that would get you drinks and would heat up your lunch for you and stuff. And, you know, I, I, I didn't know what to do because she came up. And, you know, it was like, cafe ote. And I was like, and, you know, one of the one of the people in the office was like, she wants to know if you want coffee or tea. And I was like, but I don't get why she's asking. <laughs> and they were like, she, she brings you coffee or tea. And I was like, but is that, like, is that what she does here? No, she's one of the cleaning people, but she also does this. And I was like, holy shit, dude. I mean, do I do I leave do I, do I leave like a tip? Like, no, this is this what she does. But I'm not comfortable with this. <laughs> you know, I tip. It's also really weird going to countries where like you don't tip. You don't tip, or if you tip, it's, it's like an insult. It, just like a tiny, tiny bit. Oh, you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. where you like you tip a couple bucks for like a dinner, and it's like I'm 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 not I'm not used to that. like it was the same way in in Europe when I went. Philippines the same way too. Yeah, like they they pay, I landed, they pay them I they went, pay them a good wage, I guess. So. I landed, I went to a restaurant and I tipped and you should have seen their faces. They were like so confused. Yeah. Like you you left money on the table. That's for you, but you already paid. Right, exactly. <laughs> like I am confused what's going on here. Uh but they saw that I was white, obviously. Yeah, it was like, like well, mm, we'll take your money, gringo. gringo. <laughs> I don't know why a Filipino would call me oh, gringo. gringo. Well, they speak Spanish too, so it was it was really great to be with my girlfriend and to go to all these really cool places. Uh, like I went to Plaza del Armas, which is the really old part of Lima, where like a lot of the government buildings are, but they also have like 
really historic areas where I guess Lima was really known for their balconies. Really? And it was cool to like look up and see all these old balconies. And we went to the Pisco Museum, kind of on my insistence, and had a bunch of Chilcanos, which are drinks made from Piscos, but they are they're not made with with egg whites or anything. It's it's a lot lighter of a drink, so you can have like ice in it and stuff. So I just read Pisco is like a brandy and mm-hmm. it's it's grapes. Oh, it's grapes. Okay. It is grapes. All right. It is it's peppy, you know, it's got a kick. <laughs> yeah, it says it's um it's made by distilling fermented grape juice. So mm-hmm. it's the grape juice is already fermented, so it's mm-hmm. like take a wine and then ferment that. <laughs> oh, sweet. So yeah, it's it's uh or distill that. It means it means business. But Chilcano's, geez, it's like lime juice, pisco and I don't know, like it wasn't until I started Water having cocktails that I realized how lime is actually the king of citrus for drink. Oh, it's great. It's the best. So great. So versatile. So good. I've had I've had some good Pisco sours in my day. Mm-hmm. Never like because there it's just a national drink. So it's kind of like yeah. everybody has a thing for it. Yeah. So I'm sure you've had like interesting ones where you're like, okay, this one's a little different. Oh no, everywhere I went, I tried I like every restaurant. I tried a Pisco, uh, and then I would try a Chilcano and and stuff. We, oh, dude, just we went to so many good restaurants, and it was gr- like I. There were so many options for me, uh, because you know I will I will eat seafood, right? So, I could just look, and I mean you know it was great having a native Spanish speaker because she would just say, and there's also like he can't have dairy right so and there's probably also a lot less dairy being on the coast i would imagine that it's a little bit more seafood driven a little oh, bit it more is, citrus it is really seafood driven uh but it is also amazon driven so we or i shouldn't say amazon driven but they've got a lot of amazonian food there as well and so this one night we went to Amaz, which is this Amazonian place. And I got to have like their Pisco Sour, which was good. And then I had I got a Kamu Kamu Chilcano. A Kamu Kamu is just like a Amazonian fruit. Would it was it was a really good Chilcano. It was different. It was different than the other Chilcanos. It was a lot I don't think they use lime. I think they actually used the Kamu Kamu. And it, it, it was like more tart but also like fruitier and it it was really good but what we had was this for the appetizer we had shaved heart of palm with like a cashew sauce and it was like it was like having linguine heart of palm is amazing yeah and then we got I don't remember what she got, but we also got this meal that was Amazonian mushrooms, cashews, and heart of palm roasted in a bajau leaf, uh, which is like like a just think like a giant banana leaf or something. So it's it's folded in and then they roast it. So everything cooks in the t- in the the mushroom juices and there's probably like other stuff in there too. 
Ooh, <laughs> it was so good. And then I had uh, this river, this Amazonian river fish with like a persimmon sauce and stuff. It was, it was fantastic. That meal was, was just delicious. Uh, and then I got to know what a picarone was. It, imagine you went to a cider mill and you got a fresh cider mill donut, but it was made out of sweet potatoes. It what? Just and and then they like serve it with like a, it's not a honey sauce, but it's like, kind of like that. Oh my god, it was it was insane, and I had probably the best fish sandwich I have ever had in this one restaurant uh, that we went to where we went to this old neighborhood. I don't remember what the neighborhood's name was, but she was like, this is like the the um, old bohemian uh, neighborhood. And we went, you know, upstairs in this restaurant and I saw that they had like a fish sandwich. And I was like, oh, I want to, I want to get this. And it was just the appetizer. And I could have had like five of those fucking things, man. It was so good. I I can't even explain to you what was different. It was just, you know, like the first time that you have a banh mi, yeah, and and you like had other sandwiches and you have that and you're like, well, what the fuck are other sandwiches doing? <laughs> it was like that, or it was like I had this sandwich and it was like, fuck you, fish sandwiches. What's wrong with you? Get your act together. <laughs> Up your game, fish sandwich. Yeah, figure it out. I can figure it out. It. Just the food was so good, and I just I I would love to go back soon because the food was so great, and it was just so great to actually be with my girlfriend for shit. I think it was five five continuous days, and you know it was it was awesome. And then I come home. Well, the. <laughs> Your trip back sounded like a nightmare. It was a nightmare. <laughs> because, once again, the words Fort Lauderdale are involved. Yes, they are. And there's only one word worse than that, and that's Jacksonville. <laughs> uh, well, so there is only one way that Fort Lauderdale can get worse, and that is if you add the word customs to it. So oh, God. I get back. Uh, there was that weekend... A game between Brazil and Argentina in Lima. On my flight back, I would say that at least 50% of the flight was Brazilian. Guess who won? Brazil. Guess who was super obnoxious on the flight? Brazilian. The Brazilian fans. Oh, my God. Uh, so we get to the airport, and a bunch of other planes had come in at the same time. Okay, look, Fort Lauderdale Airport, you know everybody's coming in. You know that you're going to need X amount of staff of staff to handle this. I didn't even get out of the first line to get in line before my other flight left, my connecting flight left. So I had like an hour and a half to get from my plane from Peru to... Oh, that sucks. So you straight up had to clear customs in Fort Lauderdale. Yes. I had to clear customs in Fort Lauderdale and get on my plane to Detroit 
in an hour and a half hour and 45 minutes. Guess what didn't happen? Nope. That. That did not happen. Yeah. So I got to uh, a spirit airlines gate after i got through which was two hours and something minutes later oh i thought there was going to be a riot Matt, <laughs> people were furious uh i get to the gate and i was like hey dude i missed my flight uh i really need to get back to detroit and he was like all right let me there's two flights one of them is at like 10 and one of them is at 7:45. i'm gonna see if there's anything on 7:45." So he looked and he's like, all right, so I got you on the 10, but there is standby for the 745. I'll put your name on there. I don't know, but go there first. So I have to ask, you flew Spirit to Peru? To and from. You are the most gutsy flyer I know. (laughs) Because I am a full anti-Spirit flyer. Really? Why is that? Um, ev- your story is every story on Spirit. They lost my luggage, uh, my full uh, deck mm-hmm. for the. I was in the Minneapolis Twin Cities Improv Festival, mm-hmm. so they lost all of my gear. Oh no! For that show, so I did the show that night on a hundred percent borrowed gear. Oh wow! Um, Catherine's shown up showed up for a 715 flight at five o'clock in the morning and didn't clear security oh my wait but showed up at the airport at five o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. and there were so few people working she couldn't get through security it was like bedlam so is is minneapolis like a spirit hub or something yeah delta doesn't really go to minneapolis out of detroit oh so it's it's detroit to chicago to minneapolis oh gross right but Catherine was trying to get to new york and it was spirit to like it was supposed to be i thought it was supposed to be direct but it was spirit to charlotte oh my to, god and then she was in charlotte for i mean it was just a comedy yeah, it of sounds, errors. It sounds terrible. I was luckily able to get on the um, the standby on seven forty five, but I had been up since the previous day. Because that's my question. Like South America is how far over? Well, so here's the thing: uh, Lima is the same time zone as Detroit. So they are on the Pacific coast. But when you look at North and South America, they are basically straight in a line with us. It's not too inconceivable to say it's it's a, basically a straight line from here down. But I had been awake all Sunday. I think that we woke up, I don't know, maybe 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock on Sunday. I was awake all day. Sunday, couldn't sleep on the plane, and then I had to stay awake all day Monday. I was up for at least 40 hours. When I got home, I drove home. (laughs) I tried to work as much from the airport as I could, but the wireless at the Fort Fort Lauderdale airport, guess what? 
fucking sucks because Fort Lauderdale is a pile of garbage with planes flying around it. So I finally get home and I just kind of threw my luggage in the corner and collapsed on my bed. And my cats were like, you know what? We're just going to let him sleep. He, like normally I would just be surrounding him and meowing and like clawing his face until he woke up. But I'm just, I'm just going to know. Him he alone. just kind of seems like don't he's fuck with him. Yeah. Right he's, yeah. He seems like if he, if he wakes up, he's going to go berserker on us. So let's just let him sleep. Uh, and then the next day I woke up and I went to work at, you know, six thirty or whatever. Cut to that Friday. My sister and mom and I flew to Europe, uh, specifically to the Amsterdam airport, where we then took a connecting flight to Basel, Switzerland. My sister and my mom are frequent international flyers. My sister is a frequent flyer, period. So she is like a Delta Diamond Elite Platinum Ninja. So... She just goes to the Delta Lounge, which I had never been in, because why would I? I fly Spirit. Oh, Matt. <laughs> I, you got a taste of that sweet juice. Oh, I got a taste of that sweet juice, man. <laughs> yeah, I want some uh, of that sweet juice. We <laughs> sweet juice. We got Tri- there. Trip it down on me, baby. We got there. And uh, my my mom's hip is bad. She needs it replaced. So she needs to walk with a cane. So I had to take my mom's luggage. Now, we checked our big bags. And then we had our personal items and our carry-on items. So I did carry my carry-on, my mom's carry-on. And then just like her personal item was a purse. But mine was my backpack. So I had three fucking things to carry up the fucking escalator. But we get up there and I look around and it's like, oh, this is pretty nice. And so we sit down and my sister says, okay, I'm going to go get a drink. And it was like, all right, get me something. And she's like, get it yourself. Which is my sister, you know, total sister's thing to say. So I, I get up and I walk around the corner and it was like, oh no, she literally meant I could just get it myself. They have like taps of beer. They've got bottles of wine and they've got just bottles of alcohol, like spirits. And it was just, yeah, just take whatever you want. You know, and then they've got like mixers and shit. They've got buffet lines. I, I, I did like it was like Harry Potter walking into Diagon Alley. I was like, what the fuck? So that was cool. But then we got on the plane, and we were in business class. I had never flown business. class. I didn't know what the fuck business class Are you was. Seven forty-seven. Like, yeah. So I I didn't even know like I thought business class meant you got more leg room. Oh no, my friend. Oh no, no, I was. Oh, you get a pod, my friend. I so I was sitting next to my mom, and this was a newer seven forty seven too. So it had like a better touch screen. Unfortunately, my mom's touch screen was broken, so I felt bad. So I gave her the book that I was reading, and so we take off. And then the the butlers that walk around, because let's face it, they're fucking butlers on this plane. They welcome everybody with a fucking cocktail. And they say, well, our welcome cocktail is a Bellini. Uh, and I, as soon as I heard that, I was like, my mom's going to take one sip and say, mine's better. <laughs> and you know what? She was right. Hers are better. But that's not the point. The point is free fucking Bellinis. And so... <laughs> 
they give us that and then uh they come around again for appetizers and then they bring us our main course and then after that they bring us our dessert in between fucking cocktails, wine cocktails, yeah cocktails. fucking wine cocktails or beer it was just a non-stop uh food and booze fest where you know i mean i still couldn't sleep i just can't sleep on planes that's just what I've it is so hard yeah, I like I like, took I medication to sleep on a plane, and it just didn't happen. I understand why people take Xanax before a flight. Well, like, I took how long fucking is Ativan before the flight, and it didn't Fuck. didn't do a thing. How long's the flight? The flight there was about eight hours. The flight okay. back was was direct from Frankfurt, so it was like nine hours. That's too bad. Yeah, I took a Trazodone and an Ativan, and. <laughs> And some melatonin just to make sure. And Nothing. I maybe slept an hour on the flight. And so we got to Amsterdam and then we went to the like KLM Sky Lounge or whatever. Because uh, Delta and, and that group yep. have like a They're thing. Sky Partners. Um, yeah, Sky Partners. There we go. Uh, theirs wasn't as impressive, but they had some cool stuff that the Delta Sky Lounge didn't. Then we had our connecting flight. Where it's weird walking on a tarmac. That is the weirdest. Yeah, like yes. I, I know they used to do that, and like I've done that a few times. You know who on like still proper planes and shit. But you know who, which airport still does that on the regular? Philadelphia, Philly, and JFK. Oh yeah, I did it at JFK too, and it was like this is a propeller plane. I'm not getting on this. That's a big bopper guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly. What you yell when you get on it? This is the big popper. <laughs> I had a I had a connector back in the day when Shelly and I went to see Mel in yes, Florida. Yes, yes. We yes. had a we had a puddle an NWA puddle jumper from Detroit to Cleveland, mm-hmm. and we walked on the tarmac for that. Yeah, it's so weird. It's so weird. It's never not weird. Yeah, yeah, never not weird. But this wasn't a this wasn't a prop plane. This was just like a regular like I don't know whatever those planes are. It was only like an hour flight, and it was cool to like fly over the Alps and stuff. Uh, but we flew to Basel, Switzerland. Uh, you know what? Why don't we take a break? Yes, uh, and then I can get into the European trip. All right. Or if you want to make it part two. Yeah, you know what? Let's do part two. Stay. So tune in next time. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, we'll be back with more matters after this. Welcome back to Matters. 
You've reached the part of the show where we talk about what we're into this week. Um, I will go first. Please do. So on Roach Coach, we have covered this band called Islander. Okay. And then there is one song by Islander that is insane. Okay. And we ended up talking about this song on that episode of Roach Coach for like maybe 20 minutes. Oh, wow. One song. And then last week on Transmissions from the Dark Side, I played the song for Jen. Oh, God. And then we talked about it for about 10 minutes. Oh, wow. Oh, I don't. Oh, no. So I'm going to play you this song. This song is from Islander. I'm not going to tell you the name of the song. Okay. I will play it up until the chorus with minimal commentary. Okay. Uh, You do not need to see the screen because you cannot see the name of the song until. All right. My eyes are closed. All right. They're they're a newer new metal band, okay. and they were suggested to us, so we were like, we sure. don't do a ton of new stuff. But, yeah, but why not? But at this point, I'm super super into the song. I'm like, pretty '90s. Yeah, pay attention. Someone just like you. I want to be someone just like you. A coconut dragon. But so, wait, no, but so, how did how did this coconut become a Dracula? For one, did Dracula like want a pina pina colada and then bite it and then? I love that you were treading the same ground. That that your forefathers are true. <laughs> <laughs> 
But let me just tell you that this will answer all questions. Oh, God. This is from the lead singer of Islander. I have not fact-checked to make sure that this is 100% true, but this is from like a genius-esque site. (sighs) Okay. All okay. Right. All okay. Right. So I the, mean, I kind of wanted to like go with this, but you go, you go, you go. No, because okay, my family is is Hispanic, and one day my uncle said something that sounded like coconut Dracula. <laughs> okay, that's it. No. Nope. Oh, okay. All right. Nope. Okay. I asked him if that's what he said, and he said no. <laughs> I told him I liked the way it sounded, and was going to write a song with that somehow. <laughs> Okay, I am. Okay, I'm with sure. it. Sure. Okay. It's a song about having a new nature. Uh, Count okay. Dracula one day finds a coconut. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Count Dracula one day finds a coconut on the ground and bites into it. But where is he? <laughs> He can't be in the Caribbean. He he would die from the sun. He bites into it. Oh, God. He discovers that there are beautiful things in the world that have nothing to do with being evil or hurting people. Oh, my. Get ready. Oh, I cannot wait. He then gets his name legally changed from Count Dracula (laughs) to Coconut Dracula. Okay, so right now, even <laughs> give me a scale one to ten. How crazy is this? Oh, Jesus! This is this is minimum seven and a half. Well, we're about to go to ten, motherfucker. Oh, I cannot wait. Oh my God, coconut he, Dracula. <laughs> he is roommates with a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> a Frankenstein. Oh, of course, a Frankenstein. A witch and a mummy. I mean, as you would expect. They are very confused about Dracula's new lifestyle <laughs> as he is helping with charities, wearing Batman pajamas, and eating fresh veggies wait, from wait, his wait, car. wait, 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 wait. Oh, hold up. Wearing <laughs> Batman pajamas. Yes. I love that. Volunteering for charities, recycling, all these things are like, what's going on here? But the Batman pajamas is the thing where it's like, this is a this is just a, a bridge, bridge too, too far. Batman works in the night. He beats up criminals. There was the Batman series where he became a Dracula. Batman Red Mist, I believe it was called. So Batman and vampires have a relationship. Batman fought Dracula, by the way. But so right the, now, the fact that the wearing the pajamas of Batman for monsters is like, no, I'm sorry, this is just unacceptable. So right now, you might be like an eight or a nine, and be yeah, like, like, a, like an eight. I'm in an eight right now. And I you're mean, like Matt, you eight, said eight point two five, and you said <laughs> Matt, where's the ten? Oh God, no. The song is from the mummy's point of view. (laughs) (laughs) He is desiring 
to be filled with the same joy that has captured Dracula's heart. But I mean, no one says that mummies have to be. I. What the? I. I will tell the truth. I loved the song, and then I heard Coconut Dracula, and I was taken out of the song <laughs> so fast. Immediately. It, it might as well have just been racial epithet. Yeah, seriously. So, what is the name of the song? Coconut Dracula by oh, Islander. So you, so you were like, uh, the, you know, I heard that it was like, Coconut Dracula, but it's mm-hmm. just like. Well, there's no, I mean, like, okay, cool. Maybe it's a Dracula. I didn't, they're named Islander, Coconut Dracula, whatever. Yeah, or, or maybe it's just like Dillinger 4 where they just name their songs funny titles whatever. or whatever. Can, there's a lot. I mean, there's please. a million things. And At then nearly just, 200 episodes of new metal records. I, yeah, you just, I'm, I would give everything a pass now. <laughs> and then, you know, like seriously, my my taste has been challenged fully. Yeah. But when he says coconut, coconut Dracula, Dracula, you were just you were not expecting a literal coconut Dracula. No, no, no. I, you're not going to say the titular line. No. So I I was fully expecting that Dracula bit a coconut, but did not finish the coconut juice. Right. So the coconut then became a Dracula. <laughs> And then started preying on other coconuts. That's what I was expecting. Well, I would think that, and would, t- I that was, would take it to 20. I I really wish that that's what it was. I, I mean, I respect that Coconut Dracula had roommates. It's a wolf man. I, I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. The mummy's point of view is the safe one. I really would have preferred that it was Frankenstein's point of view. Uh, you're fire. <laughs> uh, well, because so. I mean, like, yeah, that's what you get on the surface. But under the surface, Dracula and 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 Frankenstein have they've got they've got history, man. Yeah. They've so got, they've so just history. playing that for people is what you're into. What I'm into. <laughs> what are you into, Maddie? Oh man, I, you just blew all of that shit right out the. Uh, right out I of guess your brain. I guess if I had to go with what I'm into right at this moment, I would say Watchmen. It's another show that I will watch, but I have not been able to. It's. It, I, They've gone in very logical directions from where I would have imagined the comic would have gone. It has created new characters I like. It has brought old characters back and made them interesting and not what they were. It the so I haven't watched the past week's episode, um, you know, being that I was away and uh, I was over the <laughs> Atlantic Ocean, but I I watched the previous weeks and I was like, Whoa. like the the last thirty seconds of the episode, I was like. 
what? And I haven't been able to watch. I was gonna watch the episode before I came here, and I was like, I no, I don't have, I don't have time. Yeah. Um. So I just watched something disposable instead. But they are going. They're swinging for the fences. They're, I. And the fact that there's only one episode left this season. It was a short season, but how many episodes? Six. Oh, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe six or eight or something. But yeah, they're not joking around. Like they, they really. And you do not have to see the movie because it is based on the comic and not the movie. Though I think that the movie, if you watched it, you'd follow the. It wouldn't the hurt. Show. Yeah, yeah, it, it wouldn't hurt. You'd, you know, you wouldn't have to read the volumes that alan moore wrote you know you'd you'd be able to follow it in in two and hour two and a half hours um but i i like i like watchmen i i like it so far i like where they're going i'm interested to see where they're going to go uh i'm interested to see what the outsider is that is uh a, a thing based on a stephen king book that hbo was doing but I'm really excited to see Lovecraft Country, which HBO is doing. Um, you and I talked about uh, Ghostbusters uh, yeah. a little bit, but I, I don't really want to get into that nah, too much. It's too early. It is too early. I liked uh, Wonder Woman 1984. That looks sweet. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 you know, I liked I liked Wonder Woman when it came out, and I, I'm excited to see 84. I'm excited to see what they do with Maxwell Lord. Uh, and I'm really interested to see uh, what Kristen Wiig's uh, cheetah is. Yeah, so looks awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, you can get in contact with us at Matters Pod on Facebook and Twitter. I am at Matt Noss on Twitter. I am at Karate Dracula on Twitter and Instagram. Boom. Boom. Uh, we will see you on the next episode and the continuation of, of Matt's, Matt's travels, international trips. In the next episode of Matters. Matters. The Strain. No matter how far you fly, we never change. The Strain. His name is Matt. His name is Matt. And that's all. That matters. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good try. It was, it was a, a solid try. try.